Welcome to a new episode of Gloves On. We are your host, Marcus Sundin, and as always, is Alexander Brams alongside me. And today we have a guest from the Danish Super League, Michael Lansing. Welcome, Michael. Thanks for having me, boys. Today we're going to have a little chat about the difference between playing in the US compared to Denmark. Um, Mike, you're from, originally from America, uh, graduated from Bucknell uh, University, and then you moved uh, overseas to play in, in Denmark. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, your background and how it all started in college and then afterwards how you became pro? Sure. Um, so in high school, I was playing a, a few different sports um, and about junior year, uh, I decided to go full full force with football. Um, I had a few coaches um, that really kept me on the path of football. Um, and I think my parents played a big role in that as well. Um, you know, I had a, a great support system and, you know, whatever decision I took, I think, you know, uh, the people around me were going to support me, which was, which was really nice. And I was very lucky to have, um, once I went, uh, to college, you know, Bucknell, um, I was, you know, kind of the set starter for the first couple of years. Um, and then the other keeper, Clark Fox, um, and I split games our junior and senior year, but he was more the main guy. Um, but after my freshman year, um, my coach came to me and was like, I think you need to think about, uh, playing professional. And I said, it's not something I really ever thought about. Um, I was thinking about going to, into, uh, the FBI and, you know, I had other plans in mind. I just didn't, I was never exposed to the professional world of, uh, of football. And I just didn't know about it. Um, to the extent that you guys do, like when you're, when you're growing up, you're in the, the Danish football academies, you know, you're very closely linked with the first teams. Uh, you're always exposed to that. I wasn't. Um, so after my freshman year, I went over to train with Byla. Um, they were really happy with the week that I spent there. So they invited me back. I came back and then they put a contract on the table after that first year, um, after my freshman year of, of college. And when I came back and told my parents, they were like, there's no way, you know, you're <laughs> finishing college, you know, what are you going to fall back on if you get injured your first year? You know, you don't, you can't get this Bucknell degree again. Um, so I kind of, you know, it was a really tough moment. Uh, it wasn't like I dreamed of this moment my whole life. Um, and, but it was really difficult because, um, you know, when, when I saw it in front of me and I was like, I got very excited about it. Uh, I thought, okay, this is what I want to do. Um, so it's definitely like a, a much more unconventional path than I think a lot of football players. Um, you know, a lot of guys dream of playing professionally. And, um, you know, since they were a little kid, they've been watching their their hometown team uh, and they dream of playing on that team. I wasn't allowed to watch TV for, you know, most of the week. And then when I was on the weekend, it was like an hour or two. And, you know, I'd watch an outdoor show or something. And um, I just wasn't exposed to the professional football world as much as uh, most other people are. And, 
Yeah, so after freshman year, um, I kind of, okay, professional football is what I want to do. Um, and then just went balls to the wall for, you know, those four years, worked my ass off. And, um, yeah, when, when I graduated, when I graduated college, um, I came over and was training with Horsens, actually, the team that, that I'm on now. And, and then, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure they were, ha they were happy with me. Um, but Viola kind of came in and scooped me out. Um, but then I was, you know, second string there, got picked up by Obi, second string there, uh, and then picked up by Horsens and then got the starting spot, but then eventually the red card and I found myself on the bench now, but, um, yeah, so it's been a, a very up and down career so far, but, um, you know, so many lessons to take from it and been enjoying it. Yeah, and, and you, you're currently playing in, in Horsens, as, as you mentioned. Um, Alexander and I took the other way. Uh, we went from Denmark to America to, to study in, in college, where you, after college, uh, moved, moved to Denmark to pursue a uh, pro contract. The different style in, 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 in way of playing, I would say, is, is very different in Denmark compared to the U.S., especially the color system. Uh, in your words, would you also say there is a, is a big difference uh, in the U.S. compared to, to Denmark, where you play currently? I would say so, yeah. Um, you know, my, the main things I would say, the differences are, uh, you know, from an athleticism standpoint in the States and then uh, a technical aspect. In the, in Denmark, um, you know, like I said, you guys grow up um, in the football system your whole life uh, in the academies, um, you know, and they're very closely linked with the first team. Um, and normally the first team is dropping down their style of play to their to their academy so that when guys are ready to move up to the first team, they're already, um, you know, they're already ready to, you know, play with the first team style. Um, in the States, you know, we're, we grow up in many different sports and um, normally athleticism is a, is a great quality of most American athletes, I would say. Um, yeah, the technical and tactical aspect, I think we're a little bit more um, disconnected from over there. So when I came to Denmark, it was more of a learning uh, process for me and it took, it took a little bit more time um, I don't know what, what you would say the main differences are. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with the, with the technical aspect. Like, we grow up with soccer, football at our feet. Like, that's the only thing. That's the only thing I've ever played. So, like, that's, that was my main thing, and I always played it. And over the years, I've just experienced that people play a lot of different sports, and somebody starts in high school or play like youth club and then they go from clubs to different clubs and then high school and then they play for high school or or the club team and then they go to college and then while they're in college they also play for another team maybe during the summer so they go through through so many different teams and that's where you can say like if you're an academy guy that goes with your in the Horsens academy and then you go from U15 to senior team and you play with that style your whole life and like, that's why you fit perfectly for the first team. And that's why 
it's both good and bad that you switch a lot of clubs because that means you get exposed to a lot of different playing styles. But definitely, like, I've only played one sport and I could imagine that a lot of American soccer players like have played different sports because there's only soccer in the fall uh, in college and high school. So, so yeah, but, but definitely, like, my experience with college soccer slash football is that it's way more physical. Like, you have more subs. If those listeners who don't know, you have more subs when you're in college. You have unlimited subs. Like, you can get subbed off and in again. And mm -hmm. later on, while we're at the highest youth level in Denmark, you're 17 and 19, you only have three subs. So, it's, it's like the senior games. Like, you have to be in great shape. You can't run and put pressure on the opponent all the time. Like, we played a team at my first school where they just subbed every 10 minutes and they just put constant pressure and it was it was difficult uh, they weren't that good soccer players but they were great athletes so it was long throw-ins corners every time they had a free kick on our half they put it in the box which yeah. is you don't see that at all in youth football in Denmark so that was different and yeah that, that, that that's my experience that it's as you said like athleticism is a major part of the soccer world in America. I, I, I agree. I think, I think that the sport is growing quite a bit in the States, um, but we're not, we're not brought up, you know, just watching football. Um, there's so many other sports in the States that, um, you know, that our parents are putting on for us um, and yeah. that they've grown up around. So, you know, they're bringing us to NFL games or NBA games, MLB games, NHL games before they're taking us to MLS games. Um, that's just the way it is in the States. I mean, also, like, the academies now are growing. Like, the LAFC, when I, I went to Cal State LA and LAFC had their academy at our facilities, like, they merged with LAFC, so LAFC was right next to us. And their academy trained at the same field as us. And I could see that it's definitely a good academy, but it's young, like it's a couple of years old. So they had a lot of coaches and it was quality training, quality kids playing. So it's definitely growing on the men's side. Um, and it was just great to see like facility. And again, that, that looked like what we do in Europe, like a red line from youth to senior level. So hopefully mm. that'll be good. And I know there's other teams who has that as well. like. Um, San Jose Earthquakes has their youth and their academy up to them, which is good to see. Like it's developing so much, and hopefully it'll keep growing. I think it will attract more non-American players. I know it's hard with the. I can t say that it's hard for an international to become professional over there because of the rules with the international spots. Mm -hmm. But it's just great to see that it's growing so much and hopefully it'll pick it'll push out one of the bigger sports at one point hope so we'll see oh yeah looking uh, looking at your uh, current situation mike uh, as mentioned earlier you play for sc holsens in the danish super league um, mm -hmm. what would you say about i'm interested in uh, what do you think of the level compared to to you obviously uh, haven't played in the MLS, but you played in the college system. Um, how, how how would you say that 
the Danish Super League ranks in 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 Europe and and compared to to uh, America right now? Um, well, college level, I think uh, it's night and day. Um, you know, you're going up against players that have that have come from you know uh, Man United or um, you know youth youth systems uh, abroad um, that don't compare uh, to the states. Um, our our Bucknell team um, are they played they played Northlands U19s and got spanked eight one or something like that. Um, <laughs> And it could have been worse. I'm not even sure. But um, there's just there's really no comparison. Um, you know, with with growing up in one sport, I mean, you're gonna be you're gonna be much more much more talented in that sport than you are. And um, I don't know. I just, I just don't think it compares. It's hard to uh, it's hard to verbalize. But um, yeah, and the I, I think that there's some top Superliga teams um, that would play play very well against most MLS clubs. Um, maybe maybe the bottom few teams would have have a tougher time, um, but I think that the top the, the top uh, the top of the crop, I guess, would uh, would do well. See, obviously, uh, teams like FC Copenhagen. Uh, competes with the top teams in Europe. Uh, they don't play teams in America because they're not in the Champions League or the U- Europa League, for example. But the top teams, as, as you mentioned, competes at the highest level in, in Europe. Um, and I would even say that the Danish league is currently pretty tight and close compared to the top, the top, or maybe the sub top and and the bottom. Um, but Definitely, the the Danish league right now is is a high level league, is if you ask me. I agree. Um, I th- I think if you get like an FC Copenhagen playing against uh, Red Bulls, I think. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get myself in trouble, but I think uh, FC Co <laughs> would take uh, would take that game. Uh, I I like I said I think that the MLS is growing and they're they're getting better players now and the teams are getting better, but I still think that there's there's a gap. Yeah, I agree. Uh, MLS is is growing and the work they have put in the, over the last years is tremendous, but still uh, a lot of people in America. If you talk about Denmark, yeah, we are not even six million people and. And they think that our league is is not that good, uh, but if you look at the top teams, as we just talked about FC Copenhagen, uh, it's definitely uh, it's get definitely great football there. Yeah. And also just the top players that we produce, like talking about Kibas, it's it's Michael, it's David Jensen plays in Red Bulls. Uh, there's been oh, so many was, great things. Oster just. Yeah, he just he just uh, he just left, and yeah. Uh, but while we're talking about keepers, like USA have been pretty good at producing goalkeepers. Do mm-hmm. is there um, is it because of the athleticism start of uh, the career where you like you 
you become good athletes with reflexes and fast and and stuff like that and then you're when you pick to be a goalkeeper you already have like those things to develop you might not what i've experienced is that they might not have the perfect technique but they are beasts on the line and and so on is that um why do you think uh, it's so like they produce good keepers like um it could be it could be the american like personality um which is kind of like like i said before like kind of like balls to the wall um you know hard working that kind of thing um and i think when you have a base of athleticism and then you're a hard worker um i think I think that the, it has the capability of, of building a great goalkeeper. Um, you know, athleticism is some is a is a great quality of a goalkeeper. It's, it doesn't, you know, encompass the entirety of a goalkeeper, um, but it is a great a, uh, attribute to have. Um, but I think if you're not building upon that, if you're not learning about the game, if you're not um, you know, continuing to grow, then I think that athleticism will only take you so far. Um, so I think the guys that have become great goalkeepers uh, from the States have built upon that athleticism and learned a lot about the game um, and just always continue to grow. Um, and that's why they've become great goalkeepers, not solely because of athleticism. Um, you know, there's great goalkeepers coming out of Europe because they're so ingrained in the game. Maybe they're not as athletic, um, but they, they're so knowledgeable about the game and they can read the game so well. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like, those who has the best mix of goalkeeper IQ and soccer IQ mixed with athleticism, those are, like, the best. Like, we look mm -hmm. at Ter Stegen, Oblak, Alisson, all of them, they have all these qualities. And then we have some keepers who are great athletes, but still like make mistakes or doesn't make the right decisions and all that. And then we have players who are less athletic, but who has brilliant, crazy soccer IQ. So they are great goalkeepers. Like it's some, some are built athletes, some are not. It's, you can still become a, a great goalkeeper. It's not up to one or the other. Yeah. I saw, I saw recently Ter Stegen uh, was quoted saying that he doesn't watch very much football. Um, he only watches like the big games, um, yeah. which was pretty interesting to me as one of the best in the world is not, you know, continuously watching um, football matches. You know, they always say like learn from the best. I mean, he is one of the best, so I don't know who else he can learn from, but, um, <laughs> you know, he he's not watching as much football as I thought he would be. Um, but I yeah. think for the younger, for the younger guys, like if I were to look back on my life, I wish that I was exposed to more football so that I would have, you know, seen different styles of play. And, um, you know, I'm a, I am a visual learner as well. So uh, um, seeing other guys do something, I'm, I'm able to, if I see, if I, if I see a goalkeeper doing something, I think that I will be able to mimic, mimic that. Um, yeah. So I think that it, it is important for, for the younger goalkeepers to, to, watch, um, to watch the older guys do it. Yeah, I agree. But 
there's the, just the slight issue of time difference. So let's say that sometimes like you have to wake up really early to watch the, if you want to watch it live, like the Premier League games or the La Liga or Serie A and so on, like that must just have been like a little bit annoying, but still like you can do it if you want. And there's YouTube now, there's social media. And I wish there was social media, like me, Marcus posting all this stuff. I wish there was someone who did it when I was, nine, 10, 11, 12 years old. So I could, I was just watching YouTube, like, which was great, but would have been easier just to, to have it like now. I agree. Awesome. Uh, since this podcast is called Glove Sun, we want to ask you, what are your favorite gloves and why? Um, I would have to say all sport. Um, not only because I'm sponsored by them, but I also <laughs> think um, this is a glove I would love to stick with for, uh, I would even say the remainder of my career. Um, yeah, super durable. Yeah, great grip. Um, I think I, I would say that they're one of my favorite gloves throughout my career. Um, I've had some. I've had some gloves that have been really poor from other companies, and uh, I'm very happy to, you know, to have the opportunity to be sponsored by them right now. Um, so I'm very happy. Yeah. What about you? That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of jealous of the old sport because I've had a couple pairs and they've been great. But if you are not sponsored, it's uh, they're quite expensive, expensive, yep. especially if you want the the best models out there. So that's why I also think it's like some young kids can afford to have, like they they can maybe have one pair a season, and mm -hmm. I don't know how many games you're gloves last until you switch them but definitely something that is like they they do what they do with their gloves because they are great there's so many professionals who have them yep i agree what about you marcus yeah I'm right. sorry no go ahead sorry I, i'm i'm fortunate to have uh, a goalkeeper coach here in denmark who uh who knows some good people in uh, in all sports. So I've tried a a few pairs as well. Uh, just seeing some of the new designs as well looks awesome. But um, yeah, all sport is definitely a great glove brand, and I like using their their gloves, um, especially the the newest one they just designed. So such a good grip and 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 stuff like that. So all sport is, as Alexander said, unfortunately a little bit expensive for the for the younger goalkeepers, but if you're sponsored like you, uh, it's definitely some of the top brands in, in the in the world. I agree, Alexander. I cut you off. I think before you said uh, what your favorite brand was. Oh, favorite brand. Well, my favorite glove that I've played with have been Nike Vapor Grip Freeze. Okay. I, I love their I love their fit. They're durable. Their their latex is amazing. But right now, I've played with like. College season, I played with Renegade because okay. I got gloves from them, American brand. And then I've tried different gloves. I've tried a lot of gloves during my career, but favorite of all time is the Nike Vapor Grip Free. I think that's a that's a classic that everyone uh, in the goalkeeping community would agree on. But um, yeah. I still got when I was younger. Yeah, of course, of course, you have to. Uh, but when I was younger, I also had Puma, like the Puma Kings. I really love those too. Okay. 
so yeah, the, I've I've tried a lot. Price of goalkeeper gloves is a huge problem, though. I think um, it is, especially yeah. especially in the states. I would say um, compared to Denmark, I think in Denmark, like um, I know, I work with some of the U nineteen, U seventeen, U thirteen. They get uh, provided some gloves through the first team, um, mm-hmm. and I've I've experienced that also with other with other clubs. Uh, Ob, it was the same. You know, they get a couple pairs. Um, I know it's yeah. only, a, you know, two pairs every half a year kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to make them last. I know the youth teams are training, you know, once to twice a day. Um, they, I would say they even train more than the first team. Um, so I'm, I'm sure they're going through gloves like nothing. But, um, yeah, yeah the, pri- the price of, of gloves is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, because because there is some some great brands and gloves out there. But Mike, we just want to say thank you for uh, being a part of our bot- podcast today. Uh, and I'm looking I'm looking forward to to seeing you in in the next season in the Danish Super League. Uh, so we wish you wish you luck in in the league. I appreciate it, guys. Wish you guys the best as well. Thank you.